Girl, I can do bad all by myself. I see she wearing a ring. I wonder if what she got is real. I'm just gonna do me. How about you just do you? Oh, I didn't even sign up for this. What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. What's up, beautiful people? State of your union here. So you, season two. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited. It's been a minute. Um, so much going on, but we want to start the way we usually start, going to the our Lord and Savior in a word of prayer. So let's do that. If your spouse is uh, close, as usual, remember to grab their hand and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. We love you. We praise you. We pray that you would continue to shine a light upon us and on these marriages and on these seriously dating couples who are also thinking about marriage. We just thank you for your will and your way being done in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As mentioned, the uh, Bible verse for today is found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. And it reads, and knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. Yeah. So the name of this episode is for better or worse through the crisis. For better or worse through the crisis. So. Be notes. Yeah, I think that it's important as you and as we who are married have stood before congregation, before God, before our witnesses and spoken those vows for better or worse, for richer, for poor. In sickness and in health, till death do us part. I think a lot of the time, Ruby J, it's a blur. The marriage day, the wedding day is a a blur. You focus on clothing attire, whether you're trying to find your tux, yeah, your bow tie, your dress. What you gonna feed people because the food got to be right. You know what um, I mean? The music. Like, it's like all these things that really don't take you into life with your partner. They just kind of, it's kind of like a launching pad, right? But it doesn't really help in your flight. It doesn't help with the day-to-day of what you may encounter. And you never really think when you're looking into your partner's eyes and you're to your spouse, you're like, yeah, I love this man. I love this woman. You know, he is fine. She is fine. You know, like, I can't wait until, you know, we we do this thing together. We 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 have this honeymoon and, you know, we just make it happen. Right. Fireworks. I mean, that's what you, you think about. You don't really think about the fact that every marriage will face storms. Right. You're always susceptible to life's pain and challenges and crises. Right. You know, one of the things that we're seeing um, 
here at SOU is marriages having a difficult time, both newly marriages, but also seasoned marriages. I mean, couples who've been married over 30 years um, are starting to experience difficulty as well. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, we thought it would be a good time to revisit these vows and, and really talk about the importance of being on the same page. Uh, because like the word of God said, a house divided against itself will fall. And so we need to make sure that, you know, we're encouraging couples to stay unified and, uh, and experience the, the unity that is found in and through Jesus Christ to making sure that that is key and, and head of our marriage. So that we are are on the same page. Yeah, definitely. It has to be Christ-centered, you know, for sure. But during this crisis, you know, everybody's talking about this pandemic and everybody's going through sort of the all of the, the different things that we're faced with now that maybe, you know, we weren't faced with. And not maybe, we certainly weren't faced with before COVID-19 hit. Um, so whether you're a newly married couple where now you're trying to adjust um, as a result of this this pandemic, whether it's adjust financially, because now, you know, it's it's interesting when things are well, you know, financially, emotionally, physically, it's really easy to like one another and live in harmony. You know, that's there's really not much of a challenge there. It's when you're faced with now. You know, maybe a newly married couple, you were married, both of you had jobs now, maybe he's laid off or she's laid off and you're trying to adjust your, your, your expenses based upon that, that income now that's changed. And that's a stressor, right? So how do you deal with that? That's unexpected, but that's also the worst part of the, 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 the vow, right? Better or worse. And so it's really important to make sure that your your marriage is Christ-centered and it's not about the economic struggles that you face, but it's about leaning into him like never before. And so, you know, that's the newly married couple. But you if you if you talk about the couple that's been married for decades, you know, now you might be facing a situation where maybe one of you have, you know, con- contracted COVID-19. Um, maybe you're in that susceptible group. Yeah, and it's part of that in sickness and in health, right. part of the vows. Right. Um, and so what are you doing with that? You know, you never thought that at the age of 40, you'd have to be taking care of your spouse because they're sick. Um, and and really to the point where they are, um, it, it's a serious illness. You never thought at this stage in your marriage that you would have to go through that. But again... You know, no one knows when or if that worse will come or that sickness will come. But I think we have to, when we say I do, take that seriously, that it is a high probability that something can happen. And when it does, are we prepared, one, but then also are we willing to love and cherish this other person um, as we're in this covenant with them and God, are we willing to be intentional and hold true to the vows that we have made? So we have couples 
Um, if you are listening and you are not married, let this be um, a time where you really just think about what the marriage vows really mean and say. Because, you know, like we mentioned, on your wedding day, whoo, time just seems to just go by so fast and you're really regurgitating those words as you hear them, you're repeating them, but it's not until the next day or maybe two or three weeks from now that you realize, oh my goodness, I'm married. Talk about, talk about how when you, when you wake up and you realize I'm actually Mary, talk about some of the things you've heard um, or or discussed with couples who are on a newer end and they're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm actually married. Talk a little bit about that. Well, let me I want to talk about two things. I, my something that I experienced um, going into marriage the, the day before our wedding day. And I may have even mentioned this in a previous uh, podcast episode. But I remember preparing for the day um, and it was early that morning and in in a church, there was a, a I think, choir practice taking place and, and an older woman asked who the bride to be was. And I raised my hand, just very excited. Um, and she said the words, good luck. And I thought, you know, I, I was deflated. Because I didn't expect that. I expected words of encouragement. I expected, you know, her to to smile and say, oh, congratulations. But, you know, now that I've been married for 16 years, I don't think that I would use those words. But I do understand at this point that it's it's more than the ceremony. It's more than the dress. It's more than, you know, the congregation and the music. It's so much more than that. And so it's not that I would wish someone luck. But I would instead take their hand and pray for them and encourage them and tell them that there are going to be storms and rocky moments, but always make sure that you're firmly standing on God's word um, and you allow him to to guide your path. So that's that's my experience as a new bride. Um, and, you know, I, I think over the years my thoughts about that older woman have changed. I, again, I don't think I would say what she said, but I, I do understand maybe why she felt the need to say something other than congratulations. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I would I would venture to say that you know, we, we mention it often that that marriage is hard. It is not for the faint in heart. But marriage is a blessing. It is. And, you know, a lot of times you're going through the day to day work. Child rearing. Just so many things. And, and very rarely do you ever get a chance unless you just happen to be on vacation special happens where you get a chance to just exhale and just breathe 
and just really realize and process, mentally process the things that your marriage has actually overcome. If you were just to just sit down and take a piece of paper and just write down the things that your Lord has brought us through. Yeah, that the Mm -hmm. Lord has brought your marriage through. Um, As you're listening to this, take out a piece of paper and a pen and write down some of the things that the Lord has brought your marriage through. And here's a great thing about marriage is it doesn't matter if you've been married one minute or you've been married 60 years. The Lord continues to show you new ways that he is bringing you through. Absolutely. Yeah, there's never a moment in marriage where you say, you know, oh, yeah, we're good. I've arrived. I've arrived and we have made it. Never a time. It's always in progress. It's always. And I think, you know, I love that about God and the way that he has created marriage. And, you know, he's taken two broken individuals. Right. Um, And he has put us together through him understanding that through this process, we're going to change um, and what comes our way and the seasons that he allows our marriage to go through will not only change, but also change us. And we still stay connected because we have him in the center of it. So yes, marriage is difficult and it's important to go into it, understanding that and understanding where your strength has to come from and Understanding the only way you can make it is making sure that you have him in the midst. Um, But at the same time, though it's challenging, nothing good, nothing worth having isn't. You know, I'll tell you the the time where I, I realized that I was going to be learning how to be a better husband for the really, really understanding the vows. And it is when I read an article and, and, and I want to make sure that I get the names right. So I read an article about John and Charlotte Henderson, um, who have been married 80 years. So that's eight zero years. And anytime as as a married guy, you're reading an article about someone who's been married longer than you. Um you want to take time to kind of dig into it and see what kind of life lessons that you can learn, what kind of jewels you can pick up. And when I heard that John and Charlotte are still learning about each other, still loving on each other, still working hard to stay married. Yeah. And she's 105. He's 106. Yeah. So they're the world's oldest living couple um, celebrating 80 years. I knew then that, This race is nowhere near over. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your marriage walk. There's still room to grow. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that takes some stress stress off, right? Because, you know, sometimes you can think that you're in this thing alone. It's like, man, I'm struggling. You know, I can't connect to my husband. He's not hearing me. Um, Maybe I'm not hearing him. You know, why can't we get this communication thing right? And and then, you know, there's some pressure that that is removed when you hear when people are candid about because, you know, sometimes people 
um, don't want to open and crack their marriage open to allow people to see the, the, the hiccups and, and wrinkles along the way. But I think it's really important to do that and be open about it. So people can say, you know what, it's not just me, right? It's not just me having this problem. Um, and so I think that takes some pressure off to know that, you know, you never can, don't, don't put this unrealistic expectation on you and your spouse that you're seven, the year of, you know, completion, we're going to have this thing done. We're going to have it wrapped up. We're going to be good to go. Because when you do that, it, it makes you get into this slump almost to the point where you're, you're lazy. You know, you ever seen a, a game and I'm not the sports person, you know that babe, but you see a game and, and you can get uh, you see one of the that they're leading and they get kind of lazy. And before you know it, the opposing team catches up and passes them and wins the game. And so that's like Satan. It's like we can never get to the point where we are so comfortable and we feel like we got this thing that we stop praying together, that we stop fasting together, that we stop playing defense. No resting on your laurels. There you go. So right now we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some things in the news, um, in the headlines about marriage and some things that, that came across our way from some couples that we know locally. So hang in there. Um, we'll be right back. We want to take some time just to thank those who donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, So You supporter, we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages, we love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. All right, we are back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we, as, as I said before we went to break, we want to talk about something that was in the headlines probably what maybe six months ago i don't even know but fantasia she's a singer um she and her husband recorded um a video where they were talking about marriage and to be specific they were talking about submission to be submissive and what that means um, from a wife's perspective, but at, from a husband's perspective as well. And I would say, you know, when I don't think we even listened to all of it, we didn't watch all of it, but we had a few couples come to us and, you know, kind of ask us, have you guys seen it? You know, um, he, what he said was like, uh, you know, lyrical and very poetic and he was on point. And so it kind of sparked our interest. So we checked out at least a portion of it. And from what we saw, we felt like at least, you know, the majority of it was, you know, pretty factual. Um, but the, the thing in particular that he said was that it's really important for husbands to understand 
their wives and to treat them um, with love and to make sure that they were in tune um, because in order to expect their wives to be submissive, there had to be um, intentionality on the husband's part to do his part to treat her well, because if he didn't, and if he failed to do so, then she, as the wife, had every reason to sort of take back her submissiveness or withhold or withhold it um, because her submissiveness is a gift in the marriage and it can be taken away. Yeah. And, and so we thought it would be important to talk about um, Kendall is his name, Kendall Taylor and Fantasia. And we wanted to just talk about that snippet of the recording that we heard because it's important that you understand, you and I understand as the body of Christ, is that the word of God is the standard. And the Bible tells us that husbands are supposed to love our wives. And the Bible tells us that wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. Now, the interesting thing about the Bible is everyone needs to play their role. And if one party of the marriage is not playing the role. For instance, if the husband is not doing, is not showing love towards his wife in the way that she receives love, that is not an avenue or an opening for her as the wife to disobey what the Bible told her to do and vice versa. If the wife is not being submissive to the husband, husband's It is not our we do not have the freedom and the luxury to disobey the word of God by not loving our wives. And that's that's true. And I think I think, you know, very well said. Sometimes what we do um, as Christians is we try to apply contractual thinking to marriage Um, because day to day, you know, on our jobs, we we are in an execute contracts all the time, right? Where we agree, like one party agrees to do one thing and another party agrees to do the other thing. And if you don't do what you agreed to do, then the other party is not obligated, right? Contractually to do because what they agreed to do was based upon you doing your part. Well, that's not marriage. Marriage doesn't say that it's 50-50, like a contract. It is a hundred. I am still obligated under the covenant that I have with my husband and God to give a hundred or more percent to and in this marriage and in this covenant. And it's not dependent upon what he does or doesn't do because my covenant is with God at first and then my spouse. So he may or may not uphold his part of the covenant, but it doesn't give me an out to not uphold mine. So yeah, I think submissiveness can be seen as a gift. I think marriage can be seen as a gift. I I believe sex is a gift, right? There's so many pieces of marriage that are gifts. God has given us the gift of marriage and it's be- it's a beautiful thing, but we don't have the freedom once we sign this 
covenant in blood to then say, if you don't do or treat me or follow Christ in the way that you're supposed to follow Christ, I then have to take away my submissiveness because you're not doing your part. Now, I do want to say this because very clear in the word of God that we follow our husbands as they follow Christ. Right. So there's there's this, you know, whole thing that is very important to 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 point out that following B notes. But what he does has to align with the word of God. So if he just wakes up one day and says, you know, what, babe, we're about to do something that's outside something the, crazy. Yeah, that's outside the will of God. And there's nothing about it that aligns with the word of God. It's not morally correct. It's not biblically correct. That's not. Me, me saying, well, you know, baby, let's look at the word of God and see how that aligns. I don't feel like it does. Maybe we can get outside counsel to see so we can rightly divide the word as and, and look at how it relates to this situation. And if we see it doesn't align, that doesn't mean that I'm taking away my gift of submission. It means that his idea, his thoughts, they don't align with God. And so therefore, I'm not following that. So. I think those are things that we have to, to point out, but it's never, we don't get the right um, to just remove any portion of the word of God based upon what our spouse does or doesn't do. Well said, River J. Now, listen, we want to hear your thoughts. And no matter where which platform you're listening on, you can reach us by clicking the message button below. Leave us a voicemail, leave us an email, uh, send it to us, snail mail, however you can get it to us. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we, we do. And we, we have uh, listeners now from the UK, Canada. Um, I'm forgetting the other one. All over. All, All over. over. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So again, we thank you so much for um, and, and we hope that this is a, a real blessing to you. And uh, one thing that we'll say is we always have said from the beginning of our marriage that we are open to cracking open our marriage and allowing the light to hit it. Um, because I think that's the only way that we flush out darkness. And so we're, we're open to sharing our mistakes, our challenges. Um, and so as we kind of open up and, and unpack um, some of the things and the topics that we plan to have this season, you'll you'll hear more and more about real life, personal things that we've gone through. And, and the Lord has really brought us through and to strengthen our marriage. Yeah. As always, there is no condemnation uh, here on. So you state of your union. And so we are here as a tool and as a vessel to shed light on what it is that God is sharing with us through the the articles and, and couples and the scripture readings. We just want to thank everyone. Yeah. And let me just say this, babe, not to interrupt, but um, the, the Fantasia uh, video, someone, like I said, some couples reached out about that. If there's anything that you hear in the media and you, you have questions about it, or you think it would be interesting to talk about it, shoot it over. Um, we would love to kind of check out what you have run across. Um, there's always negative things about uh, marriage that, you know, the media takes a hold of and, and highlights. I, I do want to say this, even though we, we pulled out this snippet of Fantasia and her husband, what was his name? Ken. Ken. Okay. Um, 
I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that they, the majority of what they were saying, they were uplifting marriages. They were uplifting and um, acknowledging the covenant of marriage. And so we certainly want to give them props for doing that, especially in a world where there's not a lot of that going on. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, again, reach out to us. Um, we have some cool things coming up um, this season. Like I said, we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about money. Uh, we're going to talk about displacement in this this pandemic. So more to come. But right now what we want to do is keep you grounded and remind you of the importance of staying in God's word, praying during this crazy time. Um, fasting if the Lord leads you to do that and continuously making sure that you are feeding your spirit, your thoughts, make sure that you're limiting your time, hearing the news and negative things, make sure you're feeding your thoughts and that you're praying that the Lord, um, that every thought will be taken captive, um, by him. So you begin to have the thoughts of the Lord. And so that's going to be our prayer as you continue to um, love on your spouse, as you continue to grow in your marriage, as you continue to have passion during this time of shelter in place. Stay safe. We pray for your safety and look forward to another season, um, another episode coming soon. We love you guys. Stay blessed.